Yo, what's up, all you beautiful people? Welcome back. We got another episode of Strange Happenings. I'm your host, Mikey, and of course, the bro host, Bob Wright. Shotgun, how you doing, Bob? Great. Good. You ready to get into it today? Yeah. We got some, we got some updates. We got some ancient people, Neanderthal updates. We've got uh, a whole list of some pretty rad articles we're going to cover. As always, we thank Stoner and Disborough, <laughs> both in master control, making everything look and sound dope. For this sounds exciting, and looks great. Yeah, everything's right? been dialed in. I don't want to jinx things, but you know the light. We had issues with that little circular guy early on. <laughs> That's always, you know, everything's just dialed in now. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. You guys kill it back there. And what's up, everybody in the chat? We see Jay Lamb, Necro, Backyard TV, Born Not to Run. Yes, we happy do have Fourth some, of July. Yeah, and happy belated Fourth of July. We <laughs> hope all you guys had an awesome Fourth. Uh, I went and saw some fireworks. <laughs> Um, you know, hopefully Rolo and Ruben didn't have uh, too many giant. My dog, my dog doesn't mind it. Yeah. He never gets scared. It's yeah. so weird. Well. He doesn't mind fireworks. I feel for the dogs on 4th of July, but I we had too. a good time. Yeah. I hope you all did too. Um, we've got a great episode for you guys. We're looking forward to uh, hopping in and uh, we want to, you know, shout out uh, Carrick Osborne. There Thank you, you for the coffee and munchies, by the way. Salute to you. We appreciate the support. Thank you very much. Um, we appreciate all of you guys sharing the episodes. Yeah. Um, anybody, the our, our latest YouTube subscribers and people following the show. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Did you uh, see what just happened in YouTube too? I know it's not a big thing because we don't really watch it anymore, but like there was a point in time when you're like, oh my gosh, if we hit 4,000 watch hours, that would be crazy. Yeah. Just double that. Yeah. We just hit eight. Yeah. That's when, crazy. When watch hours doesn't matter now. <laughs> but I, 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 right. Right. Now it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> but I thought it was really messed up. I was like, man, I didn't even know it. Yeah. And we were so focused on it to get, you know, even make it there. And it was just like, yeah. you know, a, a good effort. And then in, in a blink of an eye, we doubled up. Let's click on I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. And that's a special thanks to all you guys out there. We yeah. Big really, shout really out appreciate. to you guys. Um, <clears throat> and, of course, you guys can follow us at The Strange Road, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, uh, The Strange Road Hitchhikers Group. We just went over 100 followers on The Strange Road Hitchhikers Group. Oh, cool. So shout out to all of you. Um, I got to check that out sometime. I don't have Facebook, so I don't ever go in there and do Bub's anything. Bub's out of the loop. It's okay. He's our Twitter guy. Yeah. That's, I like Twitter. Uh, yeah. If you hit me up on Instagram on the Strange Road account, you're going to be talking to me. If you hit up the TikTok account, you'll be talking to Stoner. Bub's got the Twitter account. I like Twitter. So DM us. Say what's up. Yeah. We want to yeah. hear from you. Send us some uh, articles, <clears throat> links, videos, yeah, events, that, whatever's <clears throat> going on. Hit that Facebook group with links because, you know, we, we're a lot of these things, you know, we do get uh, articles from people that are listening to the show. And, right. And if they're good, man, we'll put them in there. Yeah. And we'll shout you out. Yeah. So, why not? This is a crowdsourced effort. I mean, yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like, hey, what did we gather weekly? It's like going and dragging this net for a week or two of like articles yeah. and then filtering them down, going, how do we even pare this down to fit it into an hour? Right. You know, we got to whittle away quite a bit. So, yep. Do you have any more uh, mentionables you want to jump into? Um. Yeah. Other Scratch than uh, this morning, we had a pretty awesome, exciting episode that we hit episode. uh this morning it was really our first morning recording we ever did yeah uh with a special guest uh it's going to be probably released in a few weeks we've got some great episodes coming out guys so um keep your ear to the ground uh, we've got uh, we've been kind of canning a lot of these episodes yeah. to kind of have some some fodder for the canon trying to get on our episodes yep to figure and, out our release days and our we hear schedule you. yeah we hear you with the schedule guys we yep. hear you with we've kind of been bombastic and a all over the place, just running and gunning, and yeah. uh, we've heard we've heard your. Um, uh, we've talked to some great folks, born not to run, and yeah. and uh, a lot of those guys out at uh, that we met at Serpent Mound. Yeah, we got some input, and we are absolutely taking all that into consideration and trying to get on a record schedule and release schedule that's yeah. more consistent. And strange happenings right now is uh, biweekly, and uh, basically we're trying to do the pre-party before the Hollow Sky night shift. Right. So Wednesdays, we're going to be consistent with Strange Happenings. Uh, Wednesdays at 7 or 8. Um, but Every other week. Yep. And so uh, that's what uh, we got shaken. And the episode this morning, I'll let it slip. Why Go not? ahead. We had Jeff Ferran from Strangeology on. It was awesome. This morning. And guys, 
you are not going to want to miss that episode, Jeff. Can I say I felt in. like a jewel thief when he was like, you just <laughs> unlocked a memory. I didn't. It was like the Ross moment when he's like, I didn't even remember this. That's my favorite ones because I've had those and I've told you those stories. And you're like, yeah. how did you never tell me this? I'm like, yeah, to be honest, it's almost like it's a story so strange or it's something that I know I'm not supposed to really repeat. That I put it in my mind, but I don't really know how to get back to it until yeah. somebody says a Unlocks magic it. series of words. And I go, oh, my God, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about because I have this story like that happened today. And so I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's that's what I like. Be a little bit of a uh, memory thief. <clears throat> Let's just put it this way. <laughs> Jeff did not disappoint. He that guy is the heat, bro. He, he goes he goes deep. Yeah. So he's got the receipts. You know, thanks to Jeff uh, this Great morning dude. for sitting down with us. That was awesome. Yep. I think we can hop right into it. Dive away. Let's go ahead. Let's do it. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to start off with uh, we've got some ancient man news. Uh, a lot of you guys have probably heard about y- these caves in Europe. Um, the One of the most famous ones in France is of the relief of the bowl, which is probably the most ancient Homo sapien art. Uh, that's out there. And recently they've been kind of digging into some of these rock carvings in these caves and, and discovered this fairly recently. Um, this article is is pretty new. Neanderthals created Europe's oldest intentional gravings up to 75,000 years ago, studies suggest. Um, you know, they, they thought that a lot of these engravings were homo sapiens. Now they're going, wait a minute, in this cave, basically, these were locked in and sediment had blocked these cave openings for 57,000 years. Potentially up to 75,000. Se- that's right. Up to 75,000 years. They're not sure, but there's, I mean, that's so pretty good scale. Homo sapiens were in France around 52,000 years ago. And so now they're kind of finding, hey, well, Homo sapiens weren't even there. So these are being looked at as Neanderthal carvings. And, right. And what they call uh, finger flutes. Finger flutes. Or finger... Uh, fluting. Finger fluting, which is essentially if you kind of, you know, if you're on the beach and you run your hands through the sand and you're making kind of these, you know, geometric waves or patterns in the sand. That's what these folks were doing inside kind of this soft sediment on the inside of these caves where they're, you know, drawing these things on the wall. Now, it might not be something symbolic necessarily. It might not be some sort of pictograph or anything like that. It could have been anything. It could have been a geometric pattern. It could have been a symbol to represent something else. It could have been a rough artwork. I mean, you know, in a 2D... And hand drawn or hand kind of carved yeah. way. I mean, I mean, you could yeah, do all of what you see on the back of the walls ancient here. Graffiti, I mean, yeah, you, could, you know, yeah. And and this is this cave is in La Roche Cotard, which is about 150 miles south of Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, and this cave was unearthed in the 19th century. So they got in there, uh, you know, a hundred years ago, over a hundred years ago. Um, and since then, they've yielded so many stone tools, a lot of different things from these caves. Um, and they're suggesting that, hey, Neanderthals civilization were a lot more advanced than we ever thought. Oh, they come on now. Art, come have, on now. You know, they were we big think dumb of them idiots. as these, you know, kind of come brutes on. with big, you know, powerful strength, but they didn't... Club the lady over the head, you, you drag know, her to the cave by yeah, the hair, right? That's the old... I'm not uh, saying do that. Far side I'm just comics. saying... Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that's what I... I think of far side when I think of... But why uh, do we... Depictions of cavemen in popular culture... <laughs> <laughs> it's always just on a different spectrum. You could say like uh, uh, us to our parents. Yeah. They would look at us and they don't understand our intellectual level, but their parents wouldn't understand theirs. But if you take all those and you take your life and place it over the top of theirs in that same pattern, yeah. it's always the same. Like it's understandable. Like, yeah. you know, but why do we have to go and say, oh, my gosh, they, they must have been just the dumbest and barely survived. Yeah. And, they, yeah, they could hunt at least. But, no, they weren't capable of art or And we came thought. along and wiped them out. Now that's not even <clears throat> thought to be true, that we'd probably – we were competing with them and we ended up just murdering off the Neanderthals. But now they're thinking we may have just merged with them. I've seen They'd a lot of Game of out. Thrones and Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I'm saying mm-hmm. there's alliances that were made for sure. Yeah, and in this area in France in particular, 
they estimate that, like I said, Homo sapiens were there around 52,000 years, but Neanderthals have been there for over 350,000 years, they think. Jeez. So you have this long, long, long history of these these folks, these tribes, these Neanderthal people being there. And, you know, we're just slowly uncovering all this stuff. Um, and the Stoner, if you scroll down a little bit, you can see that big giant image of kind of these finger markings or finger lootings uh, is what they're calling them. That's crazy. They said this this study is important because it extends the antiquity of digital finger tracings and for the first time associates them with a hominin species other than Homo sapiens. Right. The first time? This is the first we have? Yeah. Apparently. I mean, I thought there was other, I thought they found beads or maybe that was the Denisovans. Um, I can't remember what, um, you know, higher uh, primate group it Denisovans? was. But, you know, know they had that some of these ancient called, they had high art, uh, you know, uh, from what I understand. Really? They had uh, jewelry and beadwork and things that they were doing. They're just going to have to keep resetting um, the timeline here. Here's my next that's question. That's what it is. Yeah. Here's my next question. <clears throat> if we can do this with Homo sapiens and say, nope, Neanderthals did it. Yeah. This is going to probably light some people's fires. Yeah. Why can't we do that with other things and go, hey, maybe that's not how the pyramids were built. Oh, well, we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. See what I'm saying? Well, it keeps getting pushed back, and which is good. That's that's. What I'm just saying, want. I know everybody wants to stick their flag in the ground and claim like, this hey, we it. were here first. Or we, th- we, we've got the American flag, but it's like we obviously weren't here first. We took this, and the Native Americans were here, and who knows? Maybe they were here after someone else was already here. Yeah. The story goes, keeps yep. happening. Yeah. We just see it in a linear, but time actually stacks up that way. Yeah. It doesn't exciting. go that way. It's exciting. Uh, very exciting times. I mean, I mean, how many of these articles have we covered just in the time of us in the last six months doing this show? Yeah. There's, I, you turn around, there's a new story about pushing these timelines back. I also think that those timelines have gotten so much faster with the advance of technology and society as a whole. Yeah. Granted, arguably smarter, uh, yeah. but you know those those periods of time in the linear catalog of going. Oh, it's the Western time. It's yeah. the industrial. It's the this. It's that. That page is turning even faster, right? And to where it's just going to be like we're going to go from flipping a page of history yeah. to we're in a movie in an analogous way. Yeah, history will turn into this movie rather than turning the page. It's going right. to get so fast. Yeah, and these guys did experiments to see how these Touché, markings necro. were uh, were stuff just keeps getting on older. getting older. I know. Yep. yep. Good quote by Graham Hancock. We've watched a couple good interviews recently. He's been making the tours. That guy. Mm-hmm. He's been busy. Uh, but these researchers set up this experiment, and they use fingers, bones, wood, antler, flint, metal points, just to see. Hey, what are they making these engravings? And it comes back that um, these are finger markings. That's so cool. And finger fluting is is what this is called. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's just interesting that you know this evidence is you know I mean it's fifty two thousand years before any human was even remotely in that area. Right. And this thing's been sealed off for 57,000 years. We can't understand that. We can't understand it's that. It's really wild. That's what I'm saying. That's the slow turn of the page. Yep. Decades and decades and decades and, you right. know, uh, decades, shit, not even decades. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Ugh. But that's all I have for that one. That's crazy. Do you want to move on? Yeah. You want to talk about a really big ball? Yeah. World's second largest meteorite <laughs> discovered in Argentina from January 24th of 2023. I mean, again, I didn't know the facts of meteorites, and I've been to the big impact crater out west, right, when I was coming back travel yeah. nursing that time. Yeah, went to the wild. In Arizona? Yeah. Yeah, right before the California, bur- uh, California border. Yeah. What is that, the Mojave Desert or the I'm, Painted Desert? I'm not Death certain. Valley? It's right before that. It's hot. Yeah. It's hot, and there's a big hole in the ground, and you go to that observatory and see this like mile across. I mean, it's massive. Yeah. It's stupid big. By the way, that last article was Life Science. Christina Kilgrove. Sorry. Shout out to Christina. No worries. All right. Um, yeah. This one is from uh, Science Nature's blog, right? Is mm-hmm. that what we got here? Yeah. Blog Science Nature's. Um, so this is uh, the second largest, right? And so 30 ton, a 30 ton meteorite. That's what did that – I wonder what that caused in damage when it came down. But, I mean, that's just well, where I'm at with it. This area, 
of Chaco, Argentina, yeah. is uh, you know close to Buena, Buenos Aires in yeah. Argentina. And this area in particular where they found this, they actually found – now, this is maybe the second largest. They're going to weigh it again. They want to do some more uh, mm. study on this. But there's one in, from the same exact area not too far away that was 37 tons. Oh, wow. So they pulled 100 tons from this area that was two miles by 20-mile area where this meteor field had happened. Yeah. And this was discovered, you know, over 100 years ago. Uh, but they've been slowly finding more and more meteors in this area. This is um, – what's the name? They all have names too, which is hilarious. Um, uh, I didn't know the name of this one. I just knew the name of the <clears throat> largest one. I didn't know if they had named this one. Yeah, they did. Um, one second. I had it marked. Uh, so the area is called – Campo del Cilio, which means field of heaven. Mm-hmm. And that's just the folks there have been have named that for, um, you know, this this giant meteor field. Um, but the. Uh, but uh, the largest one is called Boba, and that's a 66 ton Hoba. meteor. Hoba. Yes. Sorry about that. You're good. Uh, Hoba was 66 tons in uh, found in Africa. And. Uh, that one's – they had that pr- over 100 years ago, and and we looked up some images from that. It's pretty interesting. It's massive. It's a massive, but it's all dug out around it. It's, it's three meters. It's three meters like basically site. by one meter. So like if it was a table, it would be three meters in a cube, and then yep. it's one meter thick. Right. So basically 10 by – well, 9 by 3. Yep. And that was found in uh, Nambia. Um, the Hoba meteorite has been fully uncovered in its resting place in the uh, – I'm not going to try to butcher that name. Uh, but due to its size, <laughs> it's never been removed. It's so big that Hoba still sticks in the ground to this day. Um, so while we hope for weights above what we had been registered, we did not expect it to exceed 30 tons. Um, and, you know, the size and weight su- surprised these guys. They no, didn't absolutely. expect it to be that big. Um, and, uh, and, you know, basically they want to weigh it again, double check all the readings. Um, but you know, they, they're thinking that this one's going to beat the 37 ton potentially and be the second largest meteorite. Well, I mean, yeah, if they haven't officially weighed it, they're just guessing well, off of its dimensions. Like, how do you do that? You, you're guessing off dimension right. and volume they're, and, they're you know, scanning it with these, uh, different, if it's roughly the same kind of meteor that you've already pulled out the ground, it's probably the same composition because it came from the same Maybe. meteor sh- shower. Yeah. Well, they have to verify, too, that it's even a meteor as well. Um, just from the area and judging, you know, they're guessing that, yes, this is a meteor, but they don't know for um, sure. Well, I guess we'll see what but happens But we shall see. Yeah. That one's a quick one. Now, here's another one. Just imagine that coming down now. Why doesn't that happen? Like, granted, well, I'm happy it doesn't okay, happen. One but- thing we missed out was this... Meteor shower, they think, in Argentina, where this new one was found, happened about 4,000 years ago. Okay, so you're in South America. There's plenty of civilizations in South America that we just don't know what the hell happened to them. Hmm. Is this one of those meteorite impacts that maybe affected that continent where the pre-Incas or the folks that were there before um, or even, you know, slightly after these really advanced civilizations, wow. maybe some of those could have been wiped out. That's why that continent, like North America, is such a mystery, the history, because, you know, going back to what Randall Carlson talks about, yeah. is you have these maybe many devastated areas throughout time where people have to climb back up out of the hole. You know, the sky's blocked from dust of clouds. Darren Kuyu. Mm-hmm. People are going Go down subterranean. into the mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, that's a little side detour. I was talking with someone uh, who does a lot of construction work um, and got into some like, hey, what do you know about like underground bases? And, oh, Doug's? Oh, yeah. And apparently pretty near us in uh, some mountains there, like two massive ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'll have to keep pulling on that thread. I might have yeah. to actually start documenting a little bit of that because uh, he's done this for, like, his whole life, like, hmm. you know, contractor and what have you. And oh, yeah. Signed a lot of NDAs. Those so guys I don't know what I can. Lot. Yeah, I don't know what I'm actually allowed to know, but right. believe me, I'm going to start asking. Yeah. Uh, next, guys, we have – hey, Burton, what's going on? What up, Burton? Yeah, who else do we have in here? 
Sess in the city. Sess in the city. What is happening? Thank you guys for joining us. You're the best. Uh, yeah, it's great to have you guys. Absolutely. Uh, but this next, uh, we have a video next with uh, Marco Rubio. We're just touching base about what we talked about two weeks ago. We're kind of giving a, an update since the last strange happenings of <clears throat> kind of what's been unfolding after David Grush came out and the Las Vegas, you know, UFO crash. Still trying to decipher whether or not it's been a lot that has validity. On. You know, I understand that George Knapp. Uh, had landed an interview with the family in Las Vegas. Yeah. And they had uh, essentially uh, kind of backed out. Well, yeah, they just wouldn't answer the door. Well, so more than backing George out, they Knapp, didn't even show up to back out. They just. Yeah, they didn't answer the door. They didn't do the interview, which, well, you, you know, know, it got really big of a story. <clears throat> and they're backing down and going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe we don't want to be famous. We don't want to be on TV. So they kind of let the cat out of the bag. And now or, they're backing off or they're making it up. Or the or kids they making caught some it heat. Yeah, that too. MIB showed up. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones said, stop talking. <laughs> they showed up and wiped their mind. Yeah. Um, but we have uh, Marco Rubio here uh, talking about... Not in the studio with us. No, absolutely not. This is a video <laughs> from YouTube. Um, we've got... This is a News Nation exclusive, which News Nation has been all over this. You I've know, seen these things up close and personal. nation is like a bloodhound right now. If you you have, have heard yeah. from those people who've made those claims. And here's what the senator told us. I'm going to play a, a big chunk of our exchange. We'll say there are people that have come forward to share information with our committee over the last couple of years. I would imagine some of them are potentially some of the same people that perhaps he's referring to. I want to be very protective of these people. Yeah, a lot of these people came names. to us even before these protections were in the law <laughs> for whistleblowers to come forward. Sorry, people who have had firsthand knowledge, who claim to have firsthand knowledge of seeing this type of thing. Or, or have firsthand knowledge or firsthand claims of certain things. Uh, some are public figures, you know, and, and you've heard from them in the past. Others, um, you know, have, have not shared publicly. And so we're trying to gather as much of that information as we can. But I, And the reason why I'm being cautious, I'm not trying to be evasive, but I am trying to be protective of these people. Some of these people still Fair work enough. in the government. Yeah. And frankly, a lot of them are pretty fearful. Fearful of their jobs, fearful of their clearances, fearful right. of their career, and 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 some, frankly, are fearful of harm coming to them. So that category of people who have firsthand knowledge, who say they have actually seen these kinds of things, do you find many of them credible? Well, I don't find them either not credible or credible right. because we have no basis. About, understand some of these claims are things that are beyond sort of the realm of what any of us has ever dealt with. What, what I think we owe them is just a mature, you know, understand listening and, and trying to put these all these pieces together and just sort of intake the information without any prejudgment or jumping to any conclusions in one direction or another i will say i find most of these people at some point or maybe even currently have held very high clearances and high positions within our government so you start at you do ask yourself like what incentive would so many people with that kind of um, right Bang. qualification Bang. these are serious people have right. to come forward and make something up right all right that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so you got to just Brian, do it. Not, one, not, one thing I just want to bring up is it's like, a great point. Whether though. you're a Republican or a Democrat or what, whatever you think about Marco Rubio, I mean, I have my thoughts about all politicians, but let's put it out there. This Senate Majority Committee is a bipartisan committee. This isn't just Marco Rubio and the Republicans. I mean, there's Democrats, Republicans, people oh, this from is all, all sides. Yeah, dude. it's an all skate. And it's the only freaking thing that Congress is actually working together on. Everything else is completely divided. You know why? They're scorn. All this has been going on underneath their nose, and they want to know. We're going to get into now sure. some of these articles, and, and there's some representatives uh, you know, this gentleman from Wisconsin, uh, this is kind of a funny one, but, uh, it's, this is an article from Newsweek and this is Alex Phillips and GOP congressman suggests UFOs may be ancient civilizations. Now this interview, by the way, happened on the Pat McAfee show, which is a podcast yep. and an ES, a show on ESPN. So they have, uh, his name is Mike Gallagher and he's a chair in Wisconsin and he's on the House Committee of the Chinese Communist Party, and he discussed some theories with Pat McAfee and, and uh, A.J. Hawk. And basically what he said was, first of all, that he thought that these beings, these craft, were us from the future. 
which is things we've talked to about people in the know mm-hmm. uh, over the years that have expressed that's what they think is that they're actually us from the future coming back to either warn us or give us information to make sure, you know, and then they joked about, well, this is like a Terminator situation or this is like Transformers. and right. And they kind of had a look, little back and forth with Mike I mean, Gallagher. just using, like, reference points. Yeah. Like, it's in the storylines. It's in the movies. Do. That's right. what you do. <laughs> it's in the films. Yeah. Uh, so then he said, well, the other thing is, is that these, these could be an ancient civilization that's still here that never left, i.e. Antarctica bases. Lurkers. Deep underground, the under the, uh, yeah. you know, the oceans. We hear all Everywhere. of these things about. Underground in they, the mountains and cave systems. Forever. Transmedia. You know, the hazmas of yeah. to. Maybe they're just here cloaked all the time. Right. Exactly. Um, but he goes on to talk about, you know, the, the they're discovering all this technology that's not from this world. Um, you know, at the beginning of June, all this stuff, which we've been covering, just completely gets – it's blowing all completely apart right now. Um, and then they go on to talk about David Grush and how big of an impact that had. Um, but then they also <clears> – one thing they talked about was worst-case scenario is that these are craft from potential – uh, you know, foreign governments, which is how he got involved with this discussion into the UFO discussion because he's a Senate on the committee for the Chinese Communist Party. Mm-hmm. So he gets pulled in saying, well, it could be really advanced craft from China, which is, sure. you know, if it's advanced civilizations or us from the future, but even worse, what if China is developing this technology. I think they're all starting to like crap their pants realizing, oh gosh, they've been this doing is all real. this the whole time. This is real. Yeah. We've ignored it. Right. And whoever, whatever it is, we don't know what it is. And that's scary. And when something can run circles around you, you get scared when you think you're the top dog on the playground and something else just like, you know, just smash you. Yeah. But you have Tim Burchett, who's a a congressman from Tennessee, who's, Mm -hmm. who's calling for, you know, we want hearings. We want credible witnesses. We want people to come forward and give us the full picture. Now, also what they mentioned, too, is that the Pentagon and the Intelligence Committee, uh, the three-letter agencies, their position is that there are no aliens, there are no alien craft, there's nothing to see here still to this day, even though Grush came out and he's inside the intelligence uh, community Mm -hmm. that came out and whistled, blew the whistle on all this stuff, they still have their strong position that aircraft these crafts are not of alien origin and they don't admit anything still they're even though gonna, all this is coming out they're not going to they're, they're going to ride it out and hopefully die before it actually comes out is what i think they'll do right the people that exactly. just don't want to or can't mm-hmm. you know uh wrap their head around <clears throat> and and they even admit about it. they even admit that the ta- tactics being used on people over the years you're a looney tune you're a conspiracy theorist oh, you're God. a tinfoil hat wearer i mean you have congressmen in the past they're the ones calling you a tinfoil hat if if you say something they don't agree you with you know what they should just they do blast your credibility this is what they should do and now they're kind of admitting like hey we blasted people's credibility in the past this we would, can't do this this anymore. would smooth everything over for me we make a new national holiday of either a day or a week <laughs> surrounding the Roswell crash or whenever we Isn't first recovered. Already? I'm saying this becomes a national holiday of like yeah. the 4th of July or like Christmas or something. <laughs> like you're going to get the day off and it's called I Told You So Day. <laughs> Maybe that was the David Grush Day. And every small-minded person on the planet that thinks that we're the end-all, be-all, there's nothing else out in the universe. And, and we it, could be wrong. We hey. don't have smoking gun evidence. But I'm just saying like that, just that kind of hubris of like, why would there be anything else? We're th- Look at us. The thing is, is that since we've done this and started digging into this Grush story and all these things, I've been talking to a lot of family, friends. This is not on anyone's radar. No. You would think that no. everybody would be talking and about this. And no earlier, one, even people that they're distracted, do pay attention to this stuff aren't paying attention right. to this because the circus is going on hardcore. Oh, yeah. Well, you got elections coming up. You got the so many things happening yep. with the Russian Ukraine war. And it's just yeah. too many distractions. You know, The Witcher season three just came out. So good. <laughs> so good. Already done. <laughs> 
And I had to watch the American Gladiator document, the unauthorized documentary about the American That's Gladiators. That's pretty good too. That's pretty good. Uh, but I was watching the Warhol Diaries. That's a pretty good series. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, he was a strange dude. Oh yeah, um, I didn't know he wore like a, that was a wig. Yeah, toupee. <laughs> oh, you call? You kidding me? I had no that's clue. That's a tube. I had no idea. Yeah, that's a weirdly I love colored it. white. I love toupee. it. I love it. He's, Again, back to the whole stoner conversation I had that time with Kyle, where I was like, you know, yeah, Hunter S. Thompson's a pretty normal guy, and all these different weird people. And Kyle's like, Hunter no, bub. He's like, you're you're fairly strange. That's why I was like, oh, that's why they seem normal to me. Yeah, because you're weird yourself. So funny. Uh, this next one is a article up, from uh, Liberation. I saw Colleen popped in too. Stoner's dad. Hello. Oh Welcome. yeah, Papa Stone. Uh, Julie, Colleen. Who else we got in there? Ronan Everybody. Arts and Ronan's Music. Stopping in. What's up, brother? Tossing um, some love. I love it. Yeah, this is great. We got a we got a whole full house in here tonight. Danny Tanner. We try to get you guys prepped for getting your minds blown on night shift here in a couple hours so we can get the conversations good, moving. I want this um, to be like the bell that rang for the dogs and the Pavlovian <laughs> experiments of like do this and you start salivating. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. hollow guy comes in and just yep. goes bananas. And then who knows who's going to call in on that show. It's Possibly so entertaining. Me. I was trying I to almost get you did last, last week. Time. I was like, Bob, call in, dude. Come on. I was going to put in the chat Burton. He talked me into calling in uh, whatever, like three months ago or something when I was all fired up. And, I know. I'm concerned, though, uh, that if I call in, I'll go on like a real tangent. Yeah. I was like, oh, the two-hour night shift episode of Bob ranting. Sorry. Bye. Good night. That's right, Colleen. Uh, yeah, that's right, Colleen. We'll see you there. Um, so Liberation Times article. This is uh, June 20. 24th, pretty recent. Um, and this is written by Christopher Sharp. And the headline here is Senate Intelligence Committee proposes amnesty to defense contractors for disclosure of non-Earth origin or exotic material in approved UFO language. Bring out your UFOs! Now, this is <laughs> wild. So, you know, something I've been passionate about is following these NDA, uh, NDAAs and these uh, – this is uh, an Intelligence Authorization Act or an IAA. And basically these are just like executive orders that say, hey, this is the plan for the next year. Um, so there's tons, pages and pages and pages of all kinds of shit in those things. Mm -hmm. This just kind of gets slipped in. To this new IAA well, document. And so, uh, you know, Liberation Times went through and pulled out some of the most noteworthy elements of this. And I just thought of a great thing real quick. It's mm -hmm. news laundering. What's happening? This should be real news, but they're like filtering these stories, yeah. laundering with all the other fluffy news. Right, and right. nobody sees it. It's just like putting that little thing in this uh, report. You know, just sneak well, it in there. And, you know, Liberation Times, I don't know a lot about this publication mm -hmm. or whatever you want to say, but why isn't New York Times writing this article? Why isn't Washington Post writing this article? Why isn't yeah. CNN covering this or who, you name it? Um, but, you know, like I said, the, the debrief article broke. New York Times didn't break that article. The debrief did. Yeah. You know, those are independent journalists that are doing real work. Um, you know, News Nation, they broke a lot of these stories and got the interview with, with Grush, not right. CNN. News Nation did. Well, Independent I mean, media organization. Yeah. So, you know, for me, kudos to all these guys going out here and, and writing the real articles. But you know what? They're slipping underneath the radar. Yeah. This isn't hitting a little bit more fuel on this the isn't hitting the consciousness of the world yet. Uh, I don't yeah. think people realize that this is happening right now. Oh, fair enough. So. You know, noteworthy elements of the legislation includes the suspension of U.S. government funding for illicit UAP programs and the provisions of legal amnesty to defense contractors suspected of possessing non-human craft or materials. Regarding the proposed amnesty provisions, defense contractors and other entities in possession of UAP-related materials or information obtained from or through the U.S. government must voluntarily disclose 
must disclose it to All Domain Anomaly Resolution Officer, AARO, the government's dedicated UAP office. Subsequently, within 180 days, any defense contractors falling under the purview of the new law must make the disclosed information or materials available for assessment, analysis, and inspection. And that includes all non-Earth origin or exotic unidentified anomalous phenomenon material, in quotes, in a law that's basically an order that's being put into record of our Congress. This kind of language has never, ever, ever. I mean, the Whistleblower Act was one thing that we talked about a few months ago. Mm-hmm. This is a huge, huge bomb bombshell, ladies and gentlemen. Like, I don't think we're going to realize how big this is in, until a few years from now. When we look back and say David Grush was kind of the beginning, and then, you know, remember when they created this IAA Act? I mean, this is absolutely huge. And so if compiled with then any defense contractors linked to potential illegal UAP programs will face no criminal or civil action. So basically, they're going to give them amnesty. They're not going to prosecute them if they come forward. So basically, if, uh, you know, name the defense contractor, if you have any little piece that you've recovered from a UFO and the U.S. government paid for that program, but we had no way of tracing it and we're getting government funding and oh, it's sure, not sure. disclosed it's to them. It's going to show all of the inner workings of what's been going on and people going, where do all these trillions and billions of dollars go? Right. That's and what we're talking about. And it's black hole of these deep programs. That's one of the bigger problems. It's a part of even the crazier problem. It's like how much they've obfuscated all of this and, right. you know, gave people the runaround and ruined people's lives and careers and livelihoods. And right. I mean, it's... This is not a one faceted conversation of just talk about UFOs. It's it's I mean, it's a whole different reality. Now that's it been is happening simultaneously yep. alongside right. the current one. Right. That's wild. Um, you know, it goes on to say these intelligence committee folks, we talked about Marco Rubio, Kristen Gilbrand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have some people that are, you know, are they trying to make a name for themselves? Of course. They're they're running for president. Both of those people are running for president or have presidential ambitions. So, you know, you can make this a political thing. I'm okay with that. I'll tell you what, but whoever gets as long UFOs as the truth out comes there, out, you get UFOs out there, I will vote for you. <laughs> or legalize some things. No, no, just UFOs. <laughs> I don't care about the legalization. I don't need that part. But um, just give me the UFOs. Yeah. Give me the UFOs and get me on a UFO. Right. So, and it says, what? Specific activities is Congress referring the recruiting, employing, training, equipping, and operations of and providing security for government or contractor personnel with a primary, secondary, or contingency mission of capturing, recovering, and securing unidentified anomalous phenomenon craft or pieces and components of such craft. They don't hold back on the language, dude. That's yeah. what they're saying is like, whoa, whoa, the, th- this is serious. I mean, they're putting some serious language into the record. Good. And once should. it's in the record, you can't erase that. You can't redact that. Put it out um, there. So the anal- uh, analyzing such craft or pieces of components thereof, including for the purpose of determining properties, material, composition, method of manufacturing, origin, characteristics, usage and application, performance, operational modalities, or reverse engineering of such craft or component technology. So if you're a group or an organization that's doing this shit, we need to know about it. Yeah. And if we, and if you do, if you give us, you got a UFO in your hangar. You name it, whatever contractor is out there, and you don't disclose that or even a little piece of some kind of exotic metal. We want a full accounting of everything that you have. And if you do that, we'll create you amnesty. But if you don't, they're going to come after you. I mean, that's big talk. It's going to be a real big game of hide I'd like to see congressional folks go after these contractors. They have so much power, dude. It'll be hide and seek. Right. Go find it. Go prove it. I mean, maybe that's where, you know, maybe there'll be this whole, that'd be a great TV series, the UFO whistleblowers. You got this, like, group of, like, rogue agents. David Duchovny comes back, (laughs) revamp the X-Files. He's, like, busting, you know, the illegal labs where they're reverse engineering this stuff. The smoking man's on the run. (laughs) 
That'd be great. That'd be great. And I hope it happens. I hope the wild west of U- UFO and UAP. God, I hate UAP. But yeah, I'm not a fan of UAP. No, I I would love to see this new era because again, I think we talked about it earlier of the whole like denial of the fact that we could have had if we have these rare exotic technologies, mm-hmm. however we got them, whether they crashed here or we took them down with some kind of like, yep. you know, EMP pulse at their ships or however we discovered we could take them down. I think we know how to take certain ones oh, down. Oh, we've done it for sure. No, right, right. How are they also they getting all this exotic material? Well, some might just be malfunctioned. They might be crashing, crash, sure, whatever. Sure. But um, yeah, like what we said earlier, like we should have been living in this like Shangri-La of technology and yes. like floating around in like, you know, space technology and free energy. Yeah. But instead we're still drilling for oil and we're still, you know, polluting the hell out of everything. Right. Using plastics, single right. use plastic. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. That part does not. Chopping down forests. Unless there's some kind of like stipulation where it was like, you can't use this stuff until this point until you get the, I don't know. Maybe we didn't realize how to use it, but I I think it's the Cold War grush space race of, you know, the whole like everybody started realizing everybody else had this technology and now the game gets faster and faster. Everybody was vying for the top position, you know. Hey, what's up, Penny Van? Hello to you. What up? (laughs) Appreciate you coming and hanging out. I love the picture of the dog. Uh, This next one, we just had a tweet. (laughs) I couldn't type at the beginning. Had a hot (laughs) bowl of soup in the way. I feel you. Yep. You don't want to spill that soup. Uh, so this next one is a tweet. There's crop circles starting mm-hmm. to pop up again. Crop circles. We have this crop circle here. This is a really cool video of, I mean, it kind of looks like the serpent mountain crop circle a little bit, which we, um, you know, for those that haven't heard, um, you know, we had some, uh, listeners that were out at the live podcast we did a few weeks ago mm-hmm. at serpent mound. We did a episode, which is going to be coming out soon about the serpent mound crop circle. So we're all about crop circles right now, guys. Sorry. Uh, it's a very, very fascinating thing. This was found in wow. uh, recently. This is June 25th, uh, Winchester, uh, United Kingdom. So a lot of the crop circles happen in the Midwest, in the United States, and in England, where obviously there's a lot of agriculture and land. Um, But, you know, what we talked about with Jeff was how they're creating these circles. You have to, if you were to actually draw this, you would need a compass to draw 20, 30 other circles to get the points to match up how perfect some of this geometry oh, is. Uh, this one's and, deep. And where would where are the other circles? I'm just trying there to make sense of what all that's doing. It I mean, looks like some kind of equation for like nuclear fission. It's that or some kind of a frequency or some kind of sound. Um, but there you go. New crop circle appearing. Uh, I mean, wild. I feel like we're going to start seeing crop circles in Ohio. I would not be surprised. Why are crop circles coming back? We know. covered one not too long ago in, in another place. Um, They're getting hot. So one thing Stoner actually, actually found, um, this video is amazing, but it kind of uh, inspired Stoner to look up the uh, information about the Serpent Mound crop circle and found this article um, back in the uh, marysvilleonline.com, and this is an article from back in the day from the Ledger Independent, and this is from uh, the archives, and this is pretty cool. It uh, talks about Peebles, Ohio, a crop circle that appeared in Peebles soybean field almost a month ago is still, by the way, this is written in 2003, the original article, September 18th, 2003, okay? Um, it's... Uh, it's still, after a week, an object of curiosity seekers and researchers alike. The design located across from the entrance of Serpent Mound, Ohio, uh, Ohio 73, near Locust Grove, was first discovered by Delcy uh, Nockelman of Peebles, Ohio, around 11 a.m., which, by the way, is now Jeffrey Wilson's Correct. wife. Uh, her name now is Delcy Wilson. Correct. Um, and it says, Nockelman notified the Adams County Sheriff's Department, saying the design was not in the field's Saturday when she inspected the crop for flood damage. Since its discovery, researchers have descended upon the site trying to determine if the circle is real or a hoax. Adams County Sheriff Dispatcher Amanda Myers said recently the number of curiosity seekers and researchers has created trouble for the owner of the property. The property owner, Miss Williams, is worried about the soybean crops being damaged with all these people walking around. So the department is asking people to stay off the property and that they're uh, preparing to prosecute 
trespassers. And this matches up with everything Tom told us, everything Jeffrey told us. Um, Jinx Jenkins, a reporter with the uh, People's Defender newspaper in Adams County, said the increase in traffic at the area has reached such a point that even the researchers need permission to gain access to the property, which is what Jeff talked about. They had to get special access into there. Um, And it says crop circle researcher Jeff Wilson uh, of Michigan and Roger Sugden of Indiana enlisted the help of Doug McQuellen, West Union resident and president of the Great Serpent Mountain chapter of the American Society of Dowsers to take soil samples and conduct tests using a Y-rod to find water or minerals below the design. The design has an energy line through the center of the circle of the pictograph. That, the, that lines up with Serpent Mound. The energy line is not water. It's too straight for that, he said. So this is something that Jeff talked about as well, is how it literally was a direct line right through the head of the serpent. And they were able to measure some of these energies. Um, that design consists of several markings. The smaller circles on the sides of the design measure 12 feet in diameter and the larger bottom circle measuring 16 feet. The total design measures 300 feet in diameter. Uh, McQuellen and Wilson and Sugden are taking crop circle, crop and soil samples in and outside the circle, looking for abnormalities such as magnetic, electri- uh, electrical, and radiation concentrations. Now, according to McQuellen, Wilson has documented high concentrations of minerals in the westernmost circle of the design, high radiation levels inside the design, as well as higher electrical electrical magnetic fields than those outside the markings. There appears to be a metabolic change to the soybean located on the inside of the circle. So this is interesting. Uh, McQuellen says that from all indications, this is not a hoax, but a genuine crop circle and finds it interesting that the crop circle appeared near that crop circles appeared near ancient sites and sacred burial sites. So really cool article we dug up there for uh, those that uh, are interested in the Serpent Mountain crop circle. Um, and then they go on to interview another gentleman that's not necessarily a crop circle researcher, but is a UFO researcher. And, um, you know, he thinks it was authentic then, too. Um, but, uh, you know, then Stoner found the ICCRA, which is Jeffrey's uh, crop circle research, research organization. And um, this is the Locust Grove Adams County crop circle. Nearly 200 geometric fo- formations was located less than 2,000 feet. And in the alignment with the Great Serpent Mound effigy earthwork, there's the photo you can see, also located along the bank of the Brush Creek. And then this is a cool picture that we actually talk about in the um, the episode coming up. But you can see the soybean plants in the formation were subjected to some of the types of energy which damaged the leaf bases on the plant stems. No such damage was found outside the formation. This is what Jeff talked about today with from Strangeology. Mm-hmm. We talked about a Michigan crop circle researcher that came in, in when we were we exact were chatting about the uh, the the Stardust Ranch mm-hmm. situation. And exact same. The, a lot of these guys find that you know they're not broken. These stems aren't broken. Like if they're a human being inside that laying down. No, you know, these it, aren't man-made. It, it would crack the stems. They're not man-made unless somebody has like the coolest like crop circle zamboni ever. Right. So every metered test of radioactivity, electric field strength, magnetic field strength, radio microwave emissions, the plant composition, uh, the plant comparison test came back that the formation was statistically significantly different versus the controls. The EM effects were reported by investigators in the formation, including having a GPS and digital camera electronics fried. Jeff talks about his – he had an old uh, – back in the day, those Tom Toms or uh, Garmin. And basically, it got super, super hot and, and fried in their hands and then just completely fried that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the interesting images is later on when they actually cut down the soybean field and, and harvested the crop, you know, down the line – this grew a negative image the next year the next year of basically the crop circle you can still see it yeah and where the plants were laid down you could actually see um 
where they had grown in thicker. So those areas that are actually laid down are grown much, much taller. Mm-hmm. And they were purple flowers growing out of where, mm-hmm. where you see the lines and the indentations. So interesting thing, um, iccra.org, if you guys are interested in Jeffrey's crop circle research, it's a deep, deep, deep rabbit hole you can go down. Yep. Um, but Stoner, if you scroll down, that image there at the bottom is kind of the reverse image of the uh, soybean field that was harvested and what that looked like, creating a reverse image. That's okay. Don't worry about it. There it is. Oh, there it is. Cool. Really wild. It's pretty solid. <laughs> Still there. Pretty solid. And the craziest part I thought was you can see that guy's footprints. Yeah, you can see the trail where, where they walked, walked in right, from the road. Right into like one of the most dense spots, and you can see it trailing back to the road the next year. Yep. That's nuts. So this is a little teaser for the episode we have coming up. If you guys are into this stuff, yeah, we had no idea how deep crop circles went until and we hung out with Jeff a couple weeks ago. I mean, I always it's a huge, huge mystery. I don't but know much boy, about him. Layers and layers that that dude, of course, Jeffrey puts his brain to anything. He's going in so, so deep. I'd like to see him make a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> as obsessed, like as obsessively make a grilled cheese sandwich as much as he is. Research Serpent Mountain crop, crop circles. circles. <laughs> I would want to eat that grilled cheese sandwich. I bet it'd be good. Sorry, I don't know why I grilled cheese, but just I was thinking of the most <laughs> simple thing to make and how exquisite it would be. That'd be good. Oh, make. Penny, I had a question. So you said regarding the cave art you discussed in the beginning, my actual birth records were also found on that same wall. What does that mean? Can you elaborate on that? Hmm. I didn't get a chance when you put it up in the chat earlier, but I like it's still in my brain. If hmm. you're still in the chat. If not, I understand, but um, I don't know what that means. Do you know what that means? Well, we can sidebar after the show for sure. What if you had to interpret that? What the, what, that means I'm one. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jeez, that means She's no, in there you're not, Penny. Jeez, um. Jeez, um. I think that was a joke. I, you know, it's it, it sometimes. <laughs> you never I mean, know. We're like, what? That's a huge synchronicity. Yeah. Uh, I, hey, I'm as. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old as cave paintings. Well, you sound pretty cool if you're that old and have a dog that looks that cool and you're eating some, what was it, 12 vegetables and andouille sausage soup. And Jay Lamb, yes, we have seen the video of the woman on the plane. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did I send that to you? I I heard you guys talking about it. I haven't, if, I haven't watched it yet. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, I'm sure you'll see it on Twitter. There's a woman that I think she left the plane. I don't know what happens to her. I'm sure she gets off because they're – they're on the plane. It's before they're taking off, like everybody had put their luggage in, and there's a guy that does a uh, video on it. We can probably find it and put it up somewhere, or I'll put it up on Twitter. And what happened was there was this lady. There's a guy in a green hoodie, and there's another guy in another position that sees all of this happening. And he said she was talking to the guy in the green hoodie. He wasn't talking to this lady, but it seemed like there was a full conversation going on. Like she was pausing, we like say something and you know, like all this, like, like there was a back and forth. Right. And the guy that like was putting up this video said he was like, if the guy, you know, wasn't doing anything or was like, this lady was freaking him out. You would think he would say something like, Hey, well, I don't know you. Like, what is your problem? Like X, Y, Z. But then I'm like, I have to take the devil's advocate side of maybe that guy is just socially awkward. And he's like, this lady's wigging me out and I'm on an enclosed space. So I'm going to be really even more scared. So I get it. But the interesting part was the lady like gets off plane and she's like that person that they are not real is like she is freaked out. Right. And this guy said after all this happens and the woman leaves, the guy in the green green hoodie turns and looks at him and winks. And his eye doesn't wink like this, like up and down like our eyelids. It's shut from side to side. Like a reticulating uh, whatever. Yeah. Like a lizard eye. Wink that way. What? So the guy in the video turned and winked at the guy recording it, or I don't he, get. He it. didn't record him. This guy is just doing a synopsis of what happened. Okay. He witnessed all of it, but he okay. didn't record it. But after this woman leaves, he said the guy turned and looked at him and winked at him. So the woman was talking to this guy for what reason? Telepathically, maybe he was talking. to no her. No words were actually spoke. He didn't say anything to her. Not a word. 
But the woman was like freaking out. It's like the lady from Bridesmaids. Like, there's a colonial woman. Oh, there's a woman yeah. dressed in colonial garb on the wing. <laughs> like that kind of crazy. Like, she, I she mean, she, maybe concerned. she wasn't crazy. Maybe it was really a, a reptilian on there, like doing some telepathic. That's what it makes me think of, David. I dude, the reptilian agenda. What the it makes reptilian agenda. What it makes me think <laughs> is like if all of this whistleblower stuff and all this pot starting to boil. What if they are already here and like they're like, you know yeah, what, dude. I am sitting next to you on a plane and I'm sorry. Yeah. The, maybe the reptilian forgot to move his lips. Yeah. Like, oh, God, I got to actually talk here. These primitives, you know, mm-hmm. they can understand me, but they don't know how to use it. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, if I'm on a 747 like that and some dudes talking to me telepathically, I might still hang out on the plane. I just got to hear what's uh, you going would. on. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. You, you would talk his ear into an oblivion. He'd run away from you. I think, jump out the plane. I think this an invasion of Earth would be averted. <laughs> be like, we don't what know about? how to subdue him, yeah. your excellency. Like you subdued Sam Thompson on the way to California. <laughs> I have beat multiple people into submission in conversation, <laughs> especially if I'm caffeinated. Oh, man. Not in a bad way, but I just, yeah, if you want to get talking, I'll talk. Yeah. Um, Who we got? Uh, Julie, welcome. Yeah, crazy women. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, uh, that's, I think that's all our articles. That's what we had for the for the show. I, this is a good one. I like to, really? trying to keep you everyone up to date, including myself. Like, yeah. honestly, this show is really a, a good exercise for me to keep my ear to the ground, which, you know, we all Absolutely. get busy, but, you know, I feel like it holds us accountable to um, not be those people that are like, wait, what? What happened? Hold on. What did I miss? Because, like I said, it doesn't feel like too many people it's not on a lot of people's radar what's happening. Like, we're living through history right now. We were all made fun of as kids about believing in UFOs and aliens. And they're just going to slip that's what it I, on that's by. That's what I told my dad. I'm like, you know, I've been ridiculed my whole life yeah. for believing in this stuff. Yeah. Now you have people in the high, high government saying it's all real. We have the material. We have the bodies. We have the – we're reverse engineering. Not only we are, but – other contractors are. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a big matzo ball. Yep. It's really, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> well, this was a fun one. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think we'll, I think we can wrap this one up. Go for it. Um, but uh, we appreciate the hell out of all you guys in the chat. We Absolutely. Re- love the support, uh, The you know, the Everybody's. We got a lot of people giving us five star reviews. Um, we've got some reviews. We appreciate that. You know, we, we take that stuff to heart. So keep reviewing, keep writing us, reaching out. Um, you guys can please hit the like button, uh, share this video, uh, uh, hit the notification bell if you're not already. It helps oh, yeah. you keep in, in touch with all the clips and the shorts and everything we're doing in YouTube. Um, and then, you know, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Google podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, we're there. Um, keep getting the word out and, uh, you guys can find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, we've, we've always got clips and reels and things rolling out on all the platforms and we're having a hell of a time guys. Uh, this has been, um, really fun to keep this train moving. Oh Yeah. You know, Stoke the fire. We're stoking the fires, hopefully stoking thought. Uh, it's a good analogy. We were like a train trying to climb uphill, so we had to burn coal even harder to get up there. <laughs> now that we're kind of, you know, yodeling our way up the summit a little bit, we're kind of like flattening out a little bit, and it's nice, and it's a little bit easier, and we're, we're getting, just getting things figured more out. more organized. Trying to, you know, add a couple more cars to the train and, you know. Yep. Absolutely. Want to take everybody for a ride with us if we can. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, of course, these live streams are free. Um, we probably should mention the Super Chat. And we're not very good at, at we're terrible promoting this. Yeah. at uh, the Super Sticker and Super Chats. They are active in the YouTubes. Um, you know, if you guys want to support. You can buy us a coffee. Yeah, we, we appreciate that. And uh, we are uh, constantly trying to make the show better. And without you guys, we're just talking into the void. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Shouting in the wind. That's right. Uh, did I miss anything? You guys can follow us on Instagram. Uh, I'm Mikey at Mikey Leesner. Follow Kyle at, at Kyle Stonard. Bub is, uh, handles the Twitter. 
and uh, you're Bub Ranley on Instagram as well. Yeah, Bub underscore Bub underscore Ranley. Yeah, I'm an elusive catch. Yeah, hard to find. But uh, I think that's it. We can sign off. And again, Disbro as and always, uh, thanks to Disbro and Stoner for hanging out in master control tonight. And thanks to all of you. We're signing off. Happy 4th. Happy belated 4th. Hope you guys had a good time.